0: Hello everyone and welcome Dr. Mejia. Thank you for being with us. I am honored that you're going to be uh, one of my guests in our uh, Persistence in Adversity podcast.
1: Dr. Adame, thank you very much for the opportunity. It is truly an honor.
0: Thank you. So we're going to go ahead and get started and I want you to share with us who is Juan Mejia?
1: Dr. Adame, thank you for the opportunity. So, uh, Juan Mejia, as they would say, un servidor. I'm here a colleague. I serve in higher education, and that's been, uh, for the most part, what I've done all my life. I was born in the lower Rio Grande Valley of the state of Texas, in the United States of America, in a city named McAllen, Texas. McAllen is uh, an incredible community um, in the Hidalgo County. And uh, remember growing up and just thinking that was really a phenomenal place You close, close to a beach, uh, South Padre Island that many people can uh, relate to because maybe they have seen that on the map or seen interviews about it. Uh, but I do recall just when I started becoming aware of data realizing that it was an area that needed to be uh, reinvented because the unemployment rates were quite high and the uh, average household incomes were quite low. So when that happens, you start to question what is, the situ- what is the situation and what are opportunities that exist? So for the most part, we realized that the degree attainment levels were significantly low and there's a direct correlation between, between degree and educational attainment and uh, social mobility and regional prosperity and economic development. So the fact that uh, the, the educational opportunities were not very high created high unemployment rates low uh, household incomes and a lot of opportunities. But I'll tell you what, South Texas is known for being a, a, a region where family is very important, amazing values, a family of unity, of spirit, of a, of a desire to do better and to do better for others. So uh, overall, I'm, the fir- I'm a fir- first-generation college student. My parents were very much uh, pro-education they were born in Monterrey, Mexico, but uh, came to the United States and I was born in the United States and they told my sisters and me that it was important that we go to college. Uh, we did not know exactly how it worked in the United States because they, uh, the, the schooling they had done was all in Mexico. Uh, but there was some, some parallels, some things that are portable, hard work, finding good friends, good mentors. And so I had a good opportunity to grow within the higher education uh, arena and uh, did work at business and industry for a while in the allied health, but was able to join and work for the same institution I had graduated from, Texas State Technical Institute. And uh, I graduated with a certificate of completion and was able to come back and work at the same place as a lab assistant. And what a great opportunity that has been. So for the most part, I'm uh, uh, a person that believes that uh, service to others is important. And I want to continue doing that as long as I live.
0: Wow, so you're Hispanic. You say your parents migrated here from Mexico. And I'm assuming how many siblings you have. You probably have several siblings. And yet, uh, wow, you've accomplished a lot. Wow. Can you tell us what adversities uh, you overcame? Now you're Dr. Mejia. You're president of a college. What, you know, from coming here, you know, I mean, your parents came right, you are born here, but growing up in the Grand Valley and the statistics that you just gave, what uh, adversities did you have to overcome You know, to get to where you're at now?
1: Uh, thank you, Dr. Adam. I mean, that's a good question. And I suspect that I'm not the only one that would face these challenges, but uh, those of you uh, tuning in, uh, being a first generation college student in the United States has its challenges. Among those is trying to navigate the higher education arena and how it works. So it's been simplified since the time that I began my journey in higher ed. However, at that time, it was significantly much more complex, trying to understand how to fill out a financial aid form, trying to understand how you schedule classes. How many hours do you take when you're enrolled in a full semester? Uh, so sometimes basic things that everybody, that others may understand as to, oh, you mean you're enrolled for 12 hours or you're enrolled for 15 hours. To me, I didn't know if I was supposed to enroll for 40 hours because that was the work week. So it's complete, the the missing college knowledge uh, was something that we had to overcome. And I know I'm not the only one, but for the sake of others who may be tuning in, the value of uh, trying to stay the course and finding out those who have been through the journey, can you connect with them so that they can help make the journey for others somewhat easier. And I believe that's the value of participating in conversations like this, Dr. that one knows there will be adversity, but know, we also know that there'll be opportunities to connect with others who will help us and who will be there every step of the way as mentors, as coaches, as life coaches, as friends, to guide us through to have an opportunity to do well so that we can therefore help others as well.
0: Thank you. I know you you did mention that your parents came from, from Mexico. You had to do a lot of these things, learn on your own. Uh, I guess this has to do with, like you mentioned also, a lot of probably, a lot of us went through that because not having our parents that went through college or to university, it's hard to, how do you do, you know, to kind of navigate this college or career if you don't have your parents to guide you through that. But what, can you mention, I'm sure there was a lot, can you mention at least uh, one thing that if you ever thought of, you know what, I'm just gonna quit, I'm gonna give up. Were there situations of that in your lifetime?
1: Absolutely. So sometimes they happen more numerous than one would like to remember, uh, but there, there are challenges every day. The challenges faced by many students nowadays uh, may be similar to what I experienced and maybe some of you who are listening, but sometimes it was as simple as, I'm ready to go to school, I've gotten dressed up, I did all my homework, and then you go to the car and the car does not turn on. And uh, because something as uh, commonplace as a car that turns on every time you hit the ignition switch may not be commonplace for everybody when transportation is an issue. So it wasn't like I could walk to the university because it was uh, uh, just too geographically far. So something simple as that, or register for your entire class load and paying finally paying from uh, saving all the money you can, you go and pay and then you realize that you have to, you still have to buy books And when you go to the bookstore, you realize that the books cost almost as much as the tuition you just paid. So therefore you may attend classes without the textbooks because uh, it's not so much that one is irresponsible or not caring, but that you just didn't have enough money to buy that book that was so vitally needed for the class. So all of a sudden you're doing your best to take good notes, but you're missing out on the component of education and the list goes on and on. You may have everything ready and be there and maybe your car worked and you got the textbook, but all of a sudden you have a bill that comes in and now you're having to balance, do I pay the bill, do I put gas in the car? And I'm not saying that my story is that unique because I know many experience this, but I believe some of it is uh, the challenge of higher ed and the challenge in life is not so much preventing obstacles and adversity, is knowing that it's going to happen, but that we will persist by working together and doing everything that we can to find ways to somehow navigate around that obstacle and that, that adversity, and somehow we'd be able to get there in some way. And I believe it's important to have milestones along the way that you can celebrate that, you know, I was able to get through, I was able to get through one semester. I was able to pass my class. I was able to pass this one test, this one quiz. And then there's a suggestion that I would give us connecting to others who want to be a part of one's journey and be a champion for one is uh, highly important and valuable. And when you talk about how the persistence component of it, I go back to incredible family, the the family values that we grew up with. My family was there doing the very best they could to always be supportive. They realized that I was going to take time to study. Now, please know, I started working since the seventh grade on my own. I wanted to help out. So this was not uh, that my parents were forcing me. But I would come home from work and I would do my homework the best I could. I was working as a custodian and it was just to have money to pay for gas, uh, everything that we talked about. and But it, having a family that was supportive that periodically would just come around and say, hey, good job. So if there are parents listening to this, that nice vote of confidence, that supportive word means a lot and goes a long way. And then finding a good mentor, somebody that can say, I know how to do this, I've done it. And I wanna help you. Uh, I'll go back to my dear friend, Dr. Michael Metke. Dr. Michael Metke is the founding administrator for South Texas College. At that time, South Texas Community College, previous president of Lake Washington Technical College, and also at Tyler Junior College. And a dear friend, we remain friends till this day. And it takes somebody like that that's willing to be a colleague and friend is uh, something that we should never take for granted. And I trust that there are many leaders uh, like you, Dr. Adam and some of the colleagues that we have who are one to help others uh, do well through their journey in higher ed and also just through their overall through their journey through life.
0: Wow, yeah, well, that's just amazing. And to hear uh, the struggles that you had, I know you did touch a little bit already on what helped you persist. That was actually my next question. What helped you? Um, Aside from, I know you mentioned to find mentors along the way, to know that you're going to, you know, uh, get a goal, reach a goal, to have milestones to celebrate, but can you mention a little bit of, I guess, when it comes to like character, like how, what helped you persist when it comes to that?
1: That's very important, and I believe we, we, I believe everybody should have a mission statement. I, I stay on that topic a lot, and I know it may be Uh, The well, why does one need a mission statement? Not not like I work at an organization or not like I have my own enterprise, but I believe having a mission statement, an individual one that talks about going back and circling to your first question, who is Juan Mejia? And one should be able to articulate, this is who I am. I'm a person who believes in mission, who's mission driven. I'm a, a person that believes in being ethical in everything that I do. I want to empower others and I want to feel empowered. I want to leave a legacy. I want my life to matter. And I'm going to be fully accountable for my life. So those are those are my values. And if, if anybody asks me what I what stands uh what stands out for me is that I go back to my values. I have a mission. I'm on a mission for something. So I would give some uh, suggestions to everybody tuning in that they take that as an important component and say, you know what, I'm gonna define who I am. And if I'm ever ever asked. Uh, who is it that you are? We don't just say, I'm Juan Mejia and I'm representing this organization. This is who the real who I am is, this is this is who I am at, at the core of my being. I'm a person that believes in service to others. I'm a person that believes in integrity and whatever that is, each one of us will drive our own purpose and values. So I believe that did help me along the way. Not that it was perfect because I had a lot of missteps along the way. And now hindsight being 2020, there are things I could have done better. But I do know that somehow throughout the way, I thought I'm not going to compromise my integrity and not be ethical. I'm not going to cheat. I'm going to do my best to, if I get a lower grade, it's okay, but I'm going to do it where I earned it. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be fully accountable. I can blame everything, the circumstance, the fact that my car did not turn on, the fact that I don't have lunch money, but at the end, it's still me. I'm fully accountable for me. So I believe having one's own value system, clearly defined, clearly stated will help along the way.
0: Wow, those are amazing words and then great advice. Um, What advice life advice would you offer just overall just life advice? Uh, Everything you had mentioned.
1: Of course. So please know outside of what people will consider to be a faith outside of what's considered to be a faith that this is our life. We get one shot at this life and therefore it should be a meaningful life where we have a positive Im- impact on others on a daily basis. Every given moment of the day, we have an opportunity to make life better for somebody else, every given moment of the day. And it's, it goes down if we disaggregate it to everything. How we treat those around us at a, pla- at a, at a place, at a restaurant, at a uh, fueling station, when you're fueling up is, can we make the day a little bit better? We don't know the battles others are fighting and uh, if we can have a positive impact, it, it, it reciprocates and when it, it, is, uh, it fills the soul. So I believe that if we go into knowing that this is my life. I can be either a despot or I can be uh, benevolent. I can be a person of ethics or a person of, uh, that's unethical is that we choose right because after all, this is our life and it should matter. And then I would think that it's very important that we have celebrations along the way. Some of the greatest moments that I have are when I run into colleagues that I respect and value and, and admire. Uh, you know, you and I have run into each other in national conferences and it's always like if we, we, we didn't skip a beat. We haven't seen each other for years, but then when we see each other, there's all this joy of coming together. I don't think we do enough of that. Now, at this current time, we're experiencing a pandemic. It happens to be the time we're living in right now in this 2020, but outside of that, it was a time when we would uh, hug uh, those friends we hadn't seen some time and, not, and and be in the moment, be in the moment. It wasn't about I'm here, but I'm really thinking about something else is in that moment, one is there present, completely present and really uh, valuing what is so important and that is uh, the interaction we have with other colleagues, professionals, family members, so I would give some uh, suggestion about to be care, to be careful with the easily access the easy access that we have to the cell phone, to social media that may at time distract. Social media has a perfect place, but it does not become our driving force, and we miss out on life that's happening right in front of us and right around us.
0: Wow! Thank you. Uh, can you tell uh, tell us a little bit how you, you juggle uh, work, family, uh, your personal life, uh, everything, you have, especially right now with this, you know, what's going on?
1: Sure. Uh, so here's something that's worked for me, and I'm not perfect by any means. We we come from a large family. Uh, I have uh, sisters who I adore. My parents, thank God, are are alive and well. Uh, my in-laws, I love them my siblings and, and the list goes on my, my circle of friends is, is very strong the colleagues I work with so I, I believe being in the moment and and all that prelude about talking about volume to say but still it's about being in the moment so if I'm going to be at a meeting I'm at that meeting and I am uh, that's everything else kind of takes second uh, stage to being at that place there and not, be thinking about what I'm gonna have for dinner that night. And I know that might be too exaggerated, but it, it's not. I'm not planning the weekend at that time. Although I must confess, sometimes after meetings get a little dull, one may be planning what one's gonna do in the weekend, but I know that, but go, let's go back to, to the reality. It's about really valuing the fact that we are surrounded by good people. We have an opportunity going back to make life better for somebody else. We don't know how close somebody may be to just falling apart. And so that time when you and I as educators are walking down the hall and the student asks for a question. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt me in any way. It's not going to harm me to pause and say, yes, can I help you as opposed to I'm busy. I'm running to something Because we don't know that was that last opportunity that that student needed to say maybe higher ed wasn't for me and I'm just going to go home. So it's that that saying here I'll walk you. Where are you going to I'll walk you there. It's uh, getting to the meeting and then being present there. It's getting to the dinner table and turning off the phone or putting it aside. Uh, it is that value of others that I believe has helped me balance uh, work and life and then uh, joy. Now you, you, you and I have known, each other, uh, have known each other for quite some time. I do have a hobby that I enjoy very much that's probably a little bit more atypical and that's something called paintball. I love to play paintball, not ping pong, uh, not painting. It's uh, the air soft markers that shoot paint pellets. I enjoy doing it. I'm, I, I'm already more advanced in age, so I'm not as good as I used to be. But having the time to disconnect sometimes, I think the philosophy of work hard, live life with love and play hard uh, helps a good balance.
0: Wow, well, thank you for that. How would you say the pandemic affected Juan?
1: You know, uh, here's how it affected me. First of all, I wish I wish it had not hit because lives have been negatively affected. People have lost jobs. People have lost jobs. There are people who have sadly uh, been hurt health wise. And that hurts me. Of course, we don't wish ill on anybody. That's not who we are as human beings. Our focus is how do we make things better. not how do we celebrate some uh, hard time so that has been difficult, but if I could put that aside and that's difficult to do because there are some who are having a very trying time right now. I understand and I, I wish uh, we could do more. We're doing our very best to have continuity in what we do with the school, trying to still remain active with the nonprofits we're involved in, trying to give back to the community. So all those things remain, but what it, how it has affected me is this is when real leaders are going to emerge from all walks of life. Real leaders have the opportunity to emerge and say, you know, I could again point fingers if only the pandemic wasn't here, if only the government did this. Bottom line, if we hold ourselves accountable is I'm in this role, what is it that I can do and what is it that I'm going to do to make it better? And uh, for example, I work at a college and for us it was students need us. We could have shut down the doors and say, you know, this is the time everybody go home, let's play, say, but it was, Students need us at this time. Therefore, everybody, let's look at what the CDC says. Everybody put on a face cover. We're showing up to work, we're gonna physically distance and we're going to prepare the plan that's gonna have continuity for all our students in some way. Everyone, whether it's academic courses, workforce courses, contract training, we will have continuity because people are expecting us to do this. So therefore, it was, we are going to lead the way for the state and country in every way possible. We're gonna protect our students in our community so that they don't get sick. We're gonna have graduations. We're gonna get people into the workplace. We're gonna be a part of the solution. So what it did for me on a personal note, it, it uh, revitalized me into, we must do something here. So when we talk about heroes, and I'm not in any way saying I'm a hero, but sometimes we think of, I, I wish I could be a missionary across the world. We don't have to travel across the world. We can do that right here and right now in our hometowns, in our place of living, uh, to quote uh, the famous singers, it's about right here and right now.
0: Yeah, wow, well, thank you for that. It's just, uh, it's, I have, I believe on that also, like change starts with me, change starts with us. And I sure. also believe in that, that we don't have to uh, you know, go across the world, we can just cross the street.
1: I think that's very powerful. You're absolutely right. I'm gonna borrow that and start using it tomorrow.
0: Yes, it's just, you know, just cross the street. I mean, we don't know how they are. We, we don't know our neighbors. There's so much need uh, that we see them. Like you said, we, we need to choose to be nice. And I think that's uh, your character and your uh, integrity and all the things that you mentioned. It's what's got you um, really far where you're at, which that was, leads to my next question. Uh, if you were, It's not how people describe you, but how would you describe Juan? You know, and how would
1: you describe Juan? You know, I I think that how people describe, and the reason I can say this is uh, we just went through a process that talked about uh, the identifier for somebody else. I think most people will say that, you know, uh, this guy, he's not perfect, but he cares. He really does care. Um, And again, it goes back to using um, one of the seven habits from Dr. Stephen Covey. Where he talks about seek first to understand, then to be understood. And that's about really s- trying to understand somebody else. And uh, I think most people say, you know, he really does care. Uh, and it's about really hearing somebody out, not preparing a defense, not trying to find a way to debate the concern, but it's to hear somebody and say, you know, I really care about what you're saying. Let me see if I can make things better in some capacity. So I, I think most people say, yeah, he. He has a lot of flaws, but he does care, and uh, he does believe in us. And that that is, I have an introductory phrase that I use a lot, and I mean it. Uh, Sometimes people may think, oh, he's just trying to be uh, cute, maybe. But, you know, I I start most speeches or conversations with uh, beautiful people. I'll say, good morning, beautiful people. And uh, so I believe all people are beautiful, and uh, I believe that wholeheartedly, and, it's, uh, and I really care for others and I want to make a difference. So I think those uh, hopefully are going to be the way that people will uh, describe and define me.
0: Wow. And I know uh, we do happen to know each other. And that's actually one of the words that I use when I hear Dr. Mejio. I'm going to talk about somebody to, about you. And so I say, you know what? He cares.
1: Oh, thank you, Doc. Uh,
0: and it's just one that uh, that's just evident from people and it's, it's amazing that we have people like that, that, that care and give of themselves and that go above and beyond for others. So thank you for that. Thank, thank you. you.
1: Dr. Nami. Uh, um, uh, you know, some exchange of compliments, because uh, to your style and everything that you do on behalf of your the students who you serve as an educator, what you do as a community advocate, uh, we saw it. Uh, I, I have a sample after a sa- example of what you've done to, women in the workforce, programs that just, you didn't have to do them, but they were important to you to make a difference, like you said, right where you're at.
0: Thank you. Uh, one other question. How, what would you tell 18 year old Juan Mejia?
1: I think I would say that-
0: uh, Like what you would know, you tell yourself?
1: Absolutely, I, that's a, a very good question. I think I would say, uh, have fun along the way. Um, and you know what, and I have, I've had a blast along the way. I am, I am uh, blessed and grateful for the journey I've had. Not everything was easy, and uh, not, not everything is easy today. But uh, I think it's the having fun along the way, and that's not a laissez-faire attitude by any means. It just means that this is my life. Uh, maybe what I would tell uh, a 25-year-old Juan Mejia would be, don't take things sometimes so seriously. Line up a little bit, uh, just uh, relax a little bit and uh, know that uh, it's all going to be okay.
0: Wow. Why, what would you tell uh, a young person, a, a young man, or, you know, it doesn't have to be that young, but what would you tell that person from McAllen, because you said McAllen, uh, what can they do or uh, what advice would you give them? would they be able to, can they wish for one day become a president of a college?
1: Sure, you know, I guess the advice I would give is find what you enjoy doing, find what you enjoy doing and then find somebody that uh, maybe has accomplished that and is willing to give their time and energy so that they can guide and be a coach or a mentor through the process. And uh, I, I would say, There are some professions that are considered to be the uh, maybe hallmarks of success, but we don't know really what those are. Uh, Happiness is when you enjoy what you do, you do it well, people appreciate you for it, and uh, you you feel that your heart is full because you're doing something that matters and is important. So not everybody will be the president of the United States, not everybody will be the mayor of the city or the senator that represents us in Austin or in Washington, Uh, but there are fabulous, so many other numerous professions where people have joy and uh, feel self-actualized because it was uh, what they enjoy doing. And I think uh, the advice would be that not to look at at what the apparent, or the let, let me rephrase that, to not pursue the perceived positions that are considered to be the measures of success, but to go after what really one enjoys doing. And you can feel that, you know, it really doesn't feel like I'm going to work. Uh, it, is, it is how I make a living, but it is, I'm doing something that's meaningful and that uh, I feel self-actualized.
0: Wow, well, I think what you're talking about is find your passion, right?
1: I think find that's a passion. better way to phrase it. I think, I think you're right. If you find what your passion is, and then you go after that, uh, yeah, that, that, that would be good.
0: Yeah, that phrase of uh, when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life.
1: Yes, you know, what? that's a very powerful uh, phrase that you're absolutely right. It feels to this day, uh, I, I enjoy the work that I do. I enjoy it very much. I feel that I'm contributing, but it did not start at this age and in this position. I enjoyed what I did when I was a lab assistant. I felt fortunate that I was surrounded by educators, by students who I was helping. And it was about doing the very best that I could in that role. And I, I felt self-actualized. I thought, man, I I really am doing... Uh... Now, please know, it wasn't like I was bragging about myself, but I felt that I'm, I've got the best job in the world. Uh, it wasn't an aspiration to, well, now my next step is this and my next step is that. It wasn't about that. People were kind to uh, give me other opportunities and then every step of the way whether as a faculty member or a chair or a dean or or a vice president or provost it was always man I've got the best job in the world uh, and uh, so that would be the advice that I'd give is to find what your passion is just the way you said it and then go after it and do it to the best that you can.
0: Wow well thank you I know that uh, I know that you're making a difference and uh, I know a lot of uh, students that I mentor. Men, uh, mentor. And even young people, they, they always ask, how do you know? Like, how do I know? How am I supposed to know if this is it? How do I know if I'm in the right job? How do I know if this is what I'm supposed to study? And it's, and, you know, it's complicated sometimes, but that's something I tell them to just find your passion, whatever you're passionate about. And, but they always struggle. You know, they think the 18 year old thinks that whatever they choose now, they need to stick that forever, you know, into that career path or that job. What can you say regarding that?
1: Oh, that's a very good point because uh, I have changed majors. I don't know how many times I wanted to be an engineer, uh, Dr. Alami. I know that can resonate with you. Uh, that's tough. That's a tough program, by the way. Then <laughs> uh, I want to be a computer scientist. Uh, I want to go every which way. I want to be an airline pilot. So I did a little bit of all of those. Um, wow. uh, and eventually it was really the opportunity to work as a, lab assistant, they got me into, this is what I really want to do. Well, while I was working as a lab assistant, I was working also at a hospital. Um, But uh, the changing of majors took place along the way. Um, And then finally, one will find oneself. There are different schools of thought. So I don't want to in any way minimize those who say, know what you want to do and go after it and don't deviate. Uh, If that works, great. But if it's uh, just, you know what, I'm gonna pass this class with an A instead of a B or, and I'm gonna f- take so many classes, then, then have victories along the way, have the milestones along the way. I believe that there will be awareness of additional opportunities that will grow for me. Uh, I, I don't know now, I, I, I wish I could tell you that I came straight into a role in higher ed as a higher ed administrator and educator, but that wasn't it. I, I took a lot of detours along the way that, that all benefited me. And uh, so I think that's good, that conversation you and I are having about for youngsters, for parents who are tuning in, is that uh, let people find themselves, and and they will. Under the right environment, people find themselves and and do uh, what they enjoy doing and what they're passionate about.
0: Awesome, well, thank you. Uh, Can you give us a little bit of maybe a summary? I know I asked several questions, but can you give a summary of everything you just answered in Spanish? Yes. Podría podría dar uh, un resumen de todo lo que hablamos. Yo sé que claro es necesito que sí. pero uh, sobre la, su pasión, de lo que hace, sobre unos uh, lo que tuvo que uh, sobrellevar para llegar a los logros que ha tenido.
1: Gracias, doctora Damir. Es un placer estar con usted. Siempre uh, tenemos una amistad ya de varios años, uh, un respeto. Uh, muy muy alto para para usted por todo lo que hace en, al nivel de la educación y también al nivel en la comunidad así. siempre bien activa y tratando de promover uh, el mejoramiento de todos así es que uh, mi nombre es Juan Mejía y tengo el privilegio de de ahora servir como presidente de un colegio y estamos practicando de de para todos los que nos escuchen de la importancia de tener ciertos valores que pueden ayudar a alguien a desarrollarse Así es que es importante que alguien uh, tenga eh, cl- claramente uh, distinguidos esos puntos de, de, de los valores. Y me gustaría mencionar que el, la población hispana, la familia hispana, ya viene con muchos valores que son muy importantes. La, el valor de la familia, del de apoyo al uno al otro. Y si no vivimos en una familia que tiene esos valores, entonces es nuestra responsabilidad de tratar de destacarlos, de decir, bueno, yo, yo voy a ser aquella persona que va a apoyar, que va a animar, porque nunca sabemos de las personas que están alrededor de nosotros cuáles están pasando por un tiempo difícil, que necesitan una palabra de aliento, algo que anime, algo que nos uh, pueda ayudar a ser mejores. Así es que uh, mi carrera empezó, la verdad, trabajando uh, en un hospital y una carrera corta que había tomado al el colegio, y luego tuve el, el, la oportunidad de trabajar en un colegio al igual, uh, a, en el mismo programa donde me acababa de graduar, Y fue la oportunidad de, la verdad, continuar los estudios estudios poco a poco, porque la verdad no tenía los recursos financieros para tomar uh, tiempo completo. Las clases era era de trabajar, tomar unas clases. Así que quizás me, me tomé mucho más tiempo para terminar la carrera, pero fue de mucho agrado al terminarla, porque la verdad fue algo que lo celebramos la familia y yo juntos, porque fue, la verdad... Uh, hubo muchos obstac- obstáculos en el camino y la verdad la, la importancia de un programa como ese que, que estamos uh, participando es de va a haber adversidad uh, por, por todo el camino de la vida, por todo el camino de la carrera, pero cómo podemos y qué es lo que debemos hacer para sobrevivir y, y sobrepasar aquellas aquellas uh, aquellos obstáculos y la adversidad que tenemos y navegar por ahí para todavía tener éxito uh, en el camino. Ahora estamos platicando de que, uh, que cómo se define el éxito. El éxito, la verdad, uh, de acuerdo a, a un servidor, es el éxito es hacer algo de, en lo cual uno tenga pasión. Uh, hay ciertas carreras que se, se reconocen hay veces como, uh, que son carreras que se definen como éxito, pero la verdad pienso yo que, que hay muchas carreras. So, toda carrera puede ser de éxito si uno uh, lo hace bien, lo hace con, con orgullo. Y se siente uno que está haciendo un trabajo honesto. Así es que felicito a todos los que trabajan, a todos los que apoyan a su familia, a que continúen sus estudios. Y la verdad, eh, el, la recomendación que tengo es que van a haber obstáculos. Es de siempre tratar de navegar cómo poder ayudar a otros, cómo poder tener soluciones y cómo poder juntos trabajar para el mejoramiento de, de la, nuestra comunidad. Porque hay veces queremos ser misioneros al cruzar el mundo, pero el trabajo que requerimos de hacer, que es importante para ser, puede ser en nuestro propio en nuestro propio hogar, en nuestro propio lugar de trabajo, así es que es de saber que somos importantes y que debemos de hacer todo lo posible para ayudar al prójimo a que tenga una vida una vida mejor en, to, en toda forma. Así es que uh, es importante que todos continuemos eh, con una buena actitud, con con buenos pensamientos leyendo uh, continuando el aprendizaje sé que esos puntos son difíciles en este momento nos estamos sufriendo una pandemia así es que uh, sé que la vamos a sobresalir y pienso que es durante momentos como este que los es líderes van a emerger y van a uh, salir y hacerse real de todos to, todos los caminos de vida no van a, no, no tenemos que esperar que vuel- hasta que el gobierno haga algo hace que va a haber líderes en to, a todo nivel que van a, a ser héroes en este momento porque van a saber cómo unir a las personas, cómo llevar a una palabra de ánimo a otras, cómo ayudar a alguien que tenga un, un, un problema o necesidad. Así que todos tenemos la oportunidad de ser líderes, todos tenemos la oportunidad de ser personas de valor y todos tenemos la oportunidad también de mejorar este mundo en cualquier nivel que estemos.
0: Wow, muchas gracias, por su por uh, muchas gracias por los consejos y más porque no le dije que le iba a preguntar en español. <ríe>
1: eh, claro, lo que lo que sí tengo que reconocer es tengo que practicar el español mucho más.
0: <ríe> no, no, hizo muy bien. Bueno, una otra cosita o unas otras cositas, ¿qué le diría usted a, a Juan, 18 años? Cuando usted tenía 18 años, ¿se podría decirse algo si tiene a Juan enfrente de usted a los 18 años? ¿Qué le diría?
1: Claro que sí es una buena pregunta porque la verdad uh, qué bu- qué buen bueno fuera si lo que sabemos ahora a esa edad lo hubiésemos uh, ya tenido en conciencia cuando estamos creciendo como uh, teenagers que les dicen verdad y a la edad de 18 años 20 años pero no sé que muchas personas usan esta frase y es muy común de que uh, no no nacimos con un manual de cómo navegar esa vida, cada quien es el autor de su vida, así es que lo que pensaría yo que mi recomendación sería de que no tomara las cosas tan, uh, en una forma tan pésima hay veces de ser ser un poquito más intencional, de ser más uh, feliz, sí, hay veces dejar ciertas cosas que pasen, hay veces tiene un, uno uh, tiene un rencor o un argumento con alguien por cosas que eran tan insignificantes. Y puede uno pasar horas o hasta días sin platicar porque me ofendió o yo lo ofendí o nos tuvimos un argumento. Y la verdad son tan insignificantes. La vida pasa tan rápido, doctor Adame. Y si vemos uh, a, a la edad que estamos, cuántas cosas, cuántos uh, momentos difíciles pudimos quizás ver evitado si hubiésemos sido más nobles, uh, con más intención de perdonar con más cariño. Ahora que no ahora que no podemos ni abrazarnos a los, a los otros por, por la cuestión de la pandemia, tantas personas que extraño de, de un abrazo, de visitar más a los padres, a los tíos, porque uh, quizás uno decía, ah, lo voy a hacer la, uh, uh, un día de esos, y ese un día de esos a veces no llega. Así que mi, mi consejo para aquellos en la juventud de, de, sería de que nunca... Uh, Nunca pas- se les pase la oportunidad de una palabra uh, bonita a otra persona, un abrazo, un saludo bien, uh, un, un, una llamada de felicidades y uh, quizás sin ser más cariñosos, uh, aunque se, se, se pueda uh, escuchar Cursi, pero es es de ser tener un corazón más noble. Pienso que sería un buen consejo para todos aquellos que son más jóvenes.
0: ¡Wow! Muchas gracias. Yo sé que usted... Uh... Uh, todo lo que acaba de decir que describe, que describe y el consejo que da es porque, como dice en inglés, you practice what you preach, que practica lo que predica. Y yo, yo lo, lo que lo conozco, sé que usted es una persona muy noble y también que le interesa ayudar a otros. Uh, ¿Qué, qué uh, mencionaría usted que le ayudó a usted en, uh, en, en todo, en la, vida, en la vida personal, en su educación, En, en la casa. ¿Qué cualidades o qué fue lo que le ayudó a usted a sobresalir, a sobrepasar esas adversidades y a llegar a todos los logros que ha logrado?
1: Eh, muchas gracias por, por el cumplido. Uh, n- no me considero una persona de, de éxito, pero sí me considero una persona uh, muy bendecida porque uh, mi familia, adoro mi familia, a uh, mis padres lindísimos, mis abuelitos, todos eran uh, muy cariñosos, muy uh, quieren dones, uh, mis hermanas las, las aprecio mucho y así así son los sobrinos sobrinas, así es que uh, gracias a Dios nací en una familia uh, donde se celebra mucho uh, el amor, pero sé que no todas personas están en esa situación y sé que hay veces cambian las cosas, a veces uno vive una familia muy bien y hay... Uh, uh, momentos más difíciles donde cambia la situación, así que sí comprendo que no eh, no sería justo yo decir miren, todos todos tienen que actuar como yo actué, eh, lo que sí puedo dar consejo es que al igual que muchos que nos escuchan eh, pase tiempos difíciles eh, todos eh, tenemos tiempos que fueron más difíciles que, que ahora eh, quizás en ese tiempo parecía que era el final de la vida eh, pero pienso que tenía valores yo de eh, bien definidos Y, y son algo que me gustaría hacer el consejo a todos de que de que escriban. La, la pregunta, doctora, que, que me presentó es de quién es Juan Mejía. Pienso que todos deberían de tomar un papel uh, y un lápiz y escribir quién soy yo y escribir quién, quién, quién somos uh, en lo más íntimo del ser. Uh, ¿Cuáles son las características? ¿Cuáles son las cosas que no vamos a negociar? Uh, para mí es muy importante tener una, una visión, una misión de... Uh, Porque aquel que no tiene visión, pues para dónde va. Pienso que es importante ser una persona de palabra, como los papás o abuelos que tenemos que cuando decían uh, con, con un saludo de mano, se hacía un negocio porque eran personas de palabra. Pienso que ser una persona de palabra, uh, siendo una persona que anima a otros es, es de beneficio. Vamos a dejar un legado. Vamos a hacer lo posible para que nuestra vida tenga una importancia uh, en, y afectar a otros de una forma positiva. Y luego también uh, sé que yo soy responsable de mi vida. No puedo yo uh, acusar a los medios de comunicación, a las noticias o a mi vecino por mis acciones. Yo soy responsable de mis acciones y me mantengo, verá responsable de eso. Así que pienso que si uno puede tomar ese esa, ese momento y decir, vamos voy a escribir yo quién soy yo. Y luego, ¿qué son las cosas que yo va, le doy valor? Y escribirlas, pienso que va a ser más fácil cuando llegue la tentación de hmm, a ver ese negocio parece que no es uh, no es legal uno claramente va a decir sabes eso no va no va con mis valores así que uh, no o tengo la oportunidad de en, vez, en vez de ser honesto en mi examen quizás voy voy a, a leer las notas o, o durante o voy a hallar una forma de, de no ser honesto en el examen pero uno va si no 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 va con mis con mi pensar Y luego me va a afectar en la educación, quizás en vez de hacer eso, porque no estudio una, dos horas más y no tengo que, que uh, P- poner una tarea que no que, que no sea mía, etcétera Así es que pienso que tener los valores bien definidos, tener una misión, uh, una visión y misión sería muy importante. Y luego también pienso que de encontrar a alguien que nos quiera ayudar, todos necesitamos ayuda. Y es importante. A veces uno solamente necesita una llamada de teléfono o una palabra que le diga, oye, ¿sabes que no? Las cosas no funcionaron como tú esperabas, pero yo estoy en tu lado. Solo, no tengo las palabras perfectas, pero quiero decirte que soy a, estoy en tu lado y estoy a tu lado y, y quiero apoyarte. Y, y hace la diferencia uh, para otras personas de una forma en grande. Así es que son ciertos consejos que daría yo a otras personas. ¡Wow!
0: Muchas gracias. Muchos consejos muy buenos a uh para los que están escuchando. ¿Qué, una última pregunta. ¿Qué ustedes de McAllen, a, 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 me, me puede decir poquito, creo, bueno, lo dijimos en inglés, en español ha salido, pero me platicó que sus papás vinieron de Monterrey, uh, usted nació aquí, uh, se vio aquí en Macallen. ¿Qué le puede decir a unos muchachos, muchachos, o a la, aria, la gente de aquí del Río Grande que, que diga, sabes qué, a lo mejor una vez, un día yo también puedo llegar a ser un doctor de, de un colegio un presidente
1: claro que sí así es que uh, mis papás nacieron en Monterrey pero uh, a cierta edad dijeron sabes que queremos darle una oportunidad mejor a nuestros hijos así es que prepararon todos sus documentos hicieron uh, fue un uh, trámite largo la verdad para poder uh, hacerse ser ciudadanos de los Estados Unidos yo nací en la ciudad de Macal en donde uh, Pasé casi la mayor parte de mi vida hasta hace siete años que ahora estamos en el este de Texas. Pero eh, la ciudad de McAllen, el sur de Texas, es un lugar muy bonito, con muchas uh, muchas cosas que a veces tomamos, de no le damos suficiente importancia y atención, y, y tenemos que aprovecharlo. Pienso yo que al, al navegar por, por el sur de Texas, uno va a encontrar que, que las familias andan juntas, Es un lugar donde hay mucho desarrollo económico, hay instituciones de educación, los distritos escolares están, la verdad, uh, sobresaliendo en muchos muchos puntos y es la colaboración que existe entre todas las organizaciones. Así es que hay desarrollo económico, hay oportunidades. Así es que animo a todos que que no sea solamente de qué va a ser el Valle para mí. Ahora me voy a sonar como el presidente John F. Kennedy, pero es que puedo yo hacer para mejorar es este lugar que yo llamo mi hogar y a ese lugar que yo conozco como mi casa qué es lo que yo puedo hacer para mejorar aquí el sur de Texas y luego que que traiga uh, la atención de otras personas de otras personas y organizaciones por por a cruzar el país y el mundo que digan ahí en el sur de Texas se están haciendo ciertas cosas que la verdad son tiene mucho éxito y que ojalá que esos éxitos estén conectados a los nombres de aquellas personas que tuvieron el valor para hacer algo bien para el prójimo y para su comunidad.
0: ¡Wow! Muchas gracias. ¿Cuál, si le, me pudiera dar tres, tres palabras o cinco palabras, a lo mejor todavía hay muchas, pero para describir o decir algo que necesitamos todos para sobresalir, no solamente en lo educativo, pero en lo personal, en en... Uh, en todas las áreas de nuestra vida, esas cinco palabritas de, de qué necesitamos para, para cumplir nuestras metas, para seguir adelante, para ser mejores personas.
1: Claro que ese? sí. Ahora, ahora es, es uh, estoy seguro que hay, uh, cada quien puede tener su, sus cinco palabras, pero pienso yo que esperanza, que siempre hay esperanza de que uno diga, uh, vamos a salir y vamos a salir bien. Tener la esperanza y luego tener fe que hay veces se confunde las palabras pero es la fe de que uh, yo sí creo creo que, que algo va a salir mejor y luego pienso que se requiere trabajar duro uh, no hay una como dice en inglés shortcut no hay una forma de
0: una forma de, mágica
1: sí no hay una forma mágica no hay una pos, uh, no hay algo que pueda uno tomar que uh, no hay una forma de evitar que se va a tener que trabajar duro trabajar inteligente y trabajar duro la verdad uh, y así es que pienso que esperanza, fe, el trabajar duro uh, el, el tener buenas amistades uh, es muy importante y no, y no de ninguna manera estoy diciendo yo que excluya uno a ciertas personas pero cuando uno se uh, tiene amistades de que uh, Lo alimentan Sí, positivas que, que alimentan uno el alma. Ah, hay suficientes cosas negativas que pueden destruir ah, la motivación, el espíritu. Pienso que el estar rodeado con personas que quieran eh, quieran sobresalir ayuda mucho. Y luego pienso también que, que ser humilde y reconocer que no sabemos todo, que no que no somos expertos en todo y que todos podemos aprender de alguien más. Así es que esa es sen- ser sencillo y humilde es para decir uh, yo no sé cómo cómo puedo destacarme en la educación, pero sé que la doctora Dame ella me puede ayudar o va a haber otras personas que ella conozca que me puedan ayudar según o, o eh, no me he sintiendo bien, pero aquella persona sí tiene la esperanza, así que pienso que eso puede ayudar a unas personas y sé que hay, hay quizás muchas palabras más uh, pero pienso que esperanza, fe, trabajar muy duro, uh, so, estar rodeado de personas con con buen ánimo y, y luego ser sencillos y humildes nos va a ayudar a vivir una vida uh, con más salud y más gozo cada día.
0: Ya las apunté. <risa> ya las apunté, pero como dice usted, tiene razón, que para cada persona son cosas diferentes, pero sí, claro. estas es dijo que dijo usted, o sea, son muy, uh, y cosas de que no importa de dónde vengas, no importa, todos podemos tener estas y aplicarlas en nuestra vida.
1: Doctora, es buena idea si cada quien escribe esas palabras que ellos piensan y que sean conscientes de que esas son mis cinco cinco palabras y vamos a ver cómo las puedo usar para que mi vida tenga un impacto positivo.
0: Wow, sí. Yo, algo que que cuando estoy platicando con muchachos o jóvenes de de la iglesia o jóvenes que platico con eso en otra parte, les digo que escriban sus. Sus metas, les escríbanlas y póngalas en su cuarto, arriba de su cama, en donde las miren, en el espejo del baño, para que las estén viendo siempre y para que sepan, ¿qué hice hoy para esa meta? ¿Qué hice hoy? Porque si no las apunta, las guarda y nunca las vuelve a ver.
1: Es buen consejo.
0: Sí, bueno, muchas gracias, muchas gracias por su tiempo, muchas gracias por la excelente entrevista, y son muy bien en español también. Y recalco que no le dije que le iba a preguntar cosas en español, nada más le había dicho que, o sea, no, ni, ni siquiera le dije. Eso uh, empezamos en inglés, pero es un orgullo, un orgullo aquí del Valle, un orgullo de uh, hispano, un orgullo de, de, de todo lo que usted ha, ha logrado. Y de, de, uh, no nada más de eso, pero como ahorita que ya es doctor Mejilla a sus logros personales, logros de, de educativos, pero todavía se mantiene como el, la persona que yo lo conocía de hace mucho tiempo uh, que todavía tiene ese corazón para ayudar a las gentes, a las otras personas.
1: Muchas gracias, doctora Dami. Uh, vamos a continuar haciendo todo lo posible para uh, ser parte de la solución.
0: Sí, muchas gracias.
1: Muchas gracias uh, y felicidades por, por el programa. Estoy sumamente orgulloso de usted siempre y aprecio su amistad.
0: Gracias.